Welcome to episode 148 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. The astute among you may have noticed that there was no episode last week, and uh, if you were looking for one, I'm sorry for that. I was super tired. I just got back from the Halifax Fringe, and I just didn't have anything in the tank, so there was no episode last week. Um, so I'd like to apologize for that. If you were looking forward to an episode and maybe an update about Fringe, uh, all of that stuff, if you really want to know how Fringe was, take a look at the Fringe roundups that I recorded in the in St. John for the Fundy Fringe and the two in Halifax. That'll give you sort of a sense about about how things were. Guys, the Fringe season is over. That's it. It just ended. Three Fringe festivals ended. The, the last three that end the Fringe season ended. And uh, if you participated in a Fringe, congratulations, you finished the season. If you toured with a Fringe show, oh my god, you're amazing. It's The Fringe is... Uh, doing a show at Fringe is so challenging and hard at times, but rewarding. So if you took a Fringe on tour, you went to a place that you're not from and you did a show, you are amazing. And you should be proud of yourself for everything that you accomplished, regardless of, of reviews or audience or anything else. You did the thing. So amazing for you. I did the thing. And uh, uh, it was it, it had its good moments, it had its bad moments. Uh, I had moments of exhilaration. I had moments where I broke down and cried. And that I think is just taking a fringe show on tour. That's there are always going to be challenges, and sometimes you have to let it out. And I did. You know, if you guys enjoy the the show, if you like Stageworthy. Uh, if you could uh, uh, tell a friend about it, if you think they would enjoy it, that would be amazing. I have always loved when somebody suggests a podcast to me, and when I like that podcast, when I love that podcast, I'm actually more loyal to that podcast because somebody suggested that I, I, I listen to it. So uh, if you enjoy this podcast and you know somebody that you think would love it, tell them about it. Um, and if you want to tell me about the person that you introduced to the show or tell me if somebody introduced you to the show and you want to tell me about it or you just want to tell me what you think about the show, I would love to hear from you. You can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod. You can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. And you know what? If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PhilRickaby and my website is PhilRickaby.com. My guest this week is Jennifer Walls, and Jennifer is a Toronto-based performer, producer, voice actor, and now the director of the Heart House production of Heather's The Musical. And I don't know about you, but I have been basically obsessed with Heather's as a musical ever since I heard that it was a thing. I've not had the chance to see it. I've only had the chance, as many of us have, to listen to the amazing soundtrack for the, from the off-Broadway production. I'm looking forward to seeing this because uh, this musical is, is pretty amazing. Um, the music is great, uh, and I know Jennifer is putting a whole lot into it. And uh, uh, from everything that I've seen on Instagram, and even and, and from what she the things that she talked about in our conversation, uh, I know that it's going to be an amazing show. So uh, if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets for at, uh, for the Heart House production of Heather's. And here's my conversation with Jennifer Walls.
But you're going from um, like you. This is the first thing. Heather's is the first thing that you've directed. Yeah, just a little um, twenty person uh, controversial dark comedy. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how, I mean, <laughs> first off, how did that happen, and how do you feel about it? Well, okay, so it's a very it's a long story, and um, so I'll try and make it as concise as possible. Like, so I so Hard House is the first. Well, okay, let's go to the. So, how did it start? In the winter, uh, okay, go back to last year. This is really inarticulate. This is a great start. Um, so, last year, I was really, like, sick in the spring. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what it was. And we were looking up several different things that it could be and the different, like, side effects and symptoms and outcomes and what it could be. And one of them was that I, I could potentially lose my voice if it was this one particular thing right. that was happening. and. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so how does someone whose voice is their con- entire career, yeah. how do I, what do I do to support myself and also to like continue to fulfill myself creatively? Yeah. Because literally like all my work is like singing and acting and voiceover work and singing, like being a singing teacher yeah. and all this stuff. So I was like, well, directing maybe it's a way that I could like still communicate and mm-hmm. still be within that community and that's not to say oh I could just be a director like it's it's that's I didn't know that I could do it but I was like this is something I could look into to maybe you know um so it turns out it wasn't the worst case scenario and it was it was fine I'm not gonna lose my voice although I've had my share of vocal problems over the past year Mm. which has been a whole other thing but so in the winter I started to seriously consider this and and Heather's was a musical that in doing the open mic that I did I would hear a lot of songs from Heather's and it's, it's yeah. a great score. Mm. And I was like, I have this idea. Mm. And I'd, I'd say a lot of things. Like I'd talk a lot and I was like, how much of it do I actually follow through? Yeah. Yeah. Decent amount, but not all of it. So I was like, I'm going to do this one day. So I just kind of threw it into the universe and then I approached Hard House and I was like, so what do you think about this idea? Because Hard House is the first theater I ever worked at in Toronto. Okay. So when I moved here after theater school, I went to Sheridan College and I moved here and then someone sent me an audition notice for Reefer Madness, mm-hmm. which is also a Kevin Murphy okay. piece and he wrote Heather's, which is a crazy full circle. So someone was like, oh, this sounds like something you could do. You should do it. I almost didn't go to the audition, which is funny. And then I did. And so I did Reefer Madness at Hard House. And then I went back and I did High Fidelity as well mm-hmm. a few years later. So, uh, you know, and I stayed in touch with the team and kind of was familiar with the infrastructure and how it kind of worked in it. I love that it's an environment that's meant to learn. Sure. Everybody there, it's kind of the yeah. understanding. We're all there to learn together. Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, it's not about like, I mean, it's always about perfection. We always want to be the best we can, obviously. But this is more about learning and giving opportunity to emerging artists and, and, and working together and learning and honing in on your craft. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what do you think about this idea? And the rights weren't available at the time, Mm. but he was like, here's our, come in for a meeting and here's, there's like a questionnaire you fill out if you are proposing or a potential director at Hard House. And I was going through, uh, this questionnaire and it was in the winter the winter was rough i think it was a rough winter for a lot of people this year just because it was so just like gray and disgusting for months on end and it was really nice to have something to focus on Mm -hmm. in the winter being like i feel crappy but there's this so i was going through this questionnaire and realized i i have answers for these questions like i haven't written an essay in years so Mm -hmm. it had been a while um 
and I was like getting really excited about it. And I was like, this is, this is cool. This is yeah. great. And because I'm familiar with the way that that sort of infrastructure of theater works and right. I've done different like friend shows and self-produced work and mm -hmm. equity work also and a mix of like professional and non-professional stuff. So I felt like I had a good scope of, yeah. of how it worked. And, uh, and it's a great show. Yeah. It's a great message. It's a great show for Hart House because it's a high school, set in a high school. And so it's a lot of young people, yeah. which is great. And then, yeah, went in, had the meeting. Turns out we got the rights and they would like to have me on. And it just all kind of, it just kind of all came together. It's, it was good timing. It was just the right time, yeah. I guess. Things aligned and I had put it out in the universe a while ago and just kind of, Kept on it and followed through, which nice. is not something I do all the time. <laughs> uh, talk about game, do I follow up? Not all the time. So, yeah, I feel like it was just something that was kind of, that's kind of meant to happen right now. And yeah. it's it's been a really good exercise for me working with these young people. And, like, I teach singing as a as a job as well. So, like, and I've produced and kind of directed a little bit here and there and, and self-produced. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I've worked with teams before, but it's been really, like... It's been really cool getting to work with them as, yeah. you know, and I'm like, well, maybe I'm not ready for this. And I was like, that was, Reefer Madness was 12 years ago. Yeah. I've done, I've done a lot of different stuff in that time and learned a lot. And I, I fully admit that I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Which I feel like makes it almost easier because I'm just so open to collaboration and I'm, I'm open to learning. So it's a very like. It's just a really good collaborative atmosphere. Like everybody's yeah. on the same page, like design wise, staging wise. The cast is amazing. Yeah. So it's it's kind of been like it's early days still. Yeah. Um, like I got back into town like not too long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how it came about. I just I was audacious and hmm. asked, and I guess some part of me thought I was ready, and here we yeah. are. I mean, it, it, <laughs> in, in for directors, I mean, a lot of times people think they have to know everything, but some of the best directors that I've worked with are like. I don't know. Mm. What What do we think? Yeah. And that's a more collaborative uh, environment than, I know the answer. Yeah. And both are right. Yeah. Neither is, you know, one is maybe not better than the other. Mm. I think there's room for all different styles of, of leadership. And as long as I feel like if you can communicate clearly and supportively, like my kind of goal is for us to all learn from each other and learn together. But yeah. I, have, I have ideas and mm -hmm. I have... A vision of what I think the show is and what I want certain things to be like and mm -hmm. and then I communicate that to like my choreographer or my music director or my fight choreographer and yeah. then they take that and turn it into they they use the language that that they know mm -hmm. I don't know I'm not a I'm not a dancer I can yeah. pretend to be one but like I don't my choreographer Amanda sees these beautiful pictures right. and just that's why I was like I want to work with you because you communicate very well and are very positive and she has a great you know uh aura about her yeah. and she sees beautiful pictures yeah. and so i trust her to do that and mm -hmm. i learn from her and we work together like it's yeah my goal is just kind of to be as specific as i can but also if i don't know something i'll i'll i have a great assistant director as mm -hmm. well who's directed b before yeah. uh who's a u of t student and she's fantastic mm -hmm. so it's been really like i've already been learning so much nice. but yeah my kind of thing is to just be be confident in what I do know and honest when I don't and mm -hmm. be open to collaborating and trust the people that I brought on to the team to yeah. do their job as well. Mm. 
because I, I don't know how to do what they do, which is why we're working together. Well, that, so. I mean, nobody can do everything in theater, right? But can't we try? I don't mean, we you all? <laughs> if you're going to lose your mind, which well, oh, is a, I don't. a quick road to trying to lose your mind. Oh, I lost it. mine. <laughs> but it's been a really good exercise in delegation as well. Being yes. like, you, I'm going to, you do that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just so used to self-producing my own stuff yeah. or being in my own stuff. And my designer was like, stop volunteering to do things. You're right. not going to do that one thing. Right, I'm right. like, but I, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You <laughs> well, that is it. actually a tough lesson to learn if you're used to like fringe or self-producing and yeah. all that stuff where you do do everything. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time we did Rocky Horror at the Laura Osington, like mm. a long, long time ago, I did all of the things, mm. all of the things. And yeah. like, I was happy to do it because I was very specific in what I wanted and you know, the infrastructure wasn't in place yet to have a, mm-hmm. a team of people. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I can do that and that and that and that. But it's like, now that there are other people that are capable of doing it, A, you're mm-hmm. taking away what their function is yes. and yeah. not undermining their abilities, but I guess kind of. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'm not focusing on the art that I'm supposed to be doing and the mm-hmm. pictures I'm supposed to make and the story I'm there to yeah. tell. So it's been really great trusting people to hand things off to and then doing what I need to do in the rehearsal. So there's more than one thing happening, but also being there to like listen to them rehearse vocals or watch them do, you know, and have input and like consult as we go. Mm -hmm. But it's been a really like, it's been a really ideal experience so far. And Hard House for me, like when I did it the first year when we did Reefer Madness, it was so special. Mm. I don't know if it was because it was my first show in the city. It was my first lead. And it was just such a special group of people and that creative team were amazing. They were fantastic and they made it something really meaningful. And so for me, I feel like being back there directing my first show now where I performed my first show here in that environment, it's special to me too, especially because it's full circle, but also that, that theater, there's some kind of magic in that, in that basement, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's important to me to make it a special and empowering experience while telling this story that is so important right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What was your first exposure to Heather's? Was it the musical? It was the movie. The movie. Excellent. Good. 1989. Yes. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. So I, I love Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. And I was a, I'll admit it, I was a Shannon Doherty fan, even though she was a total, you know, typecast as not the nicest person. But yeah. I loved her. I mm-hmm. thought it was so cool. So I, yeah, I read about Heather's in a book. I don't know what book it was, but I just remember this, like, image of, of Shannon Doherty with the shoulder pads and the croquet mallet yes, and the yeah. like 80s glasses mm-hmm. and I was like what is this <laughs> and then I like looked into it because you know when things used to be in books and not we didn't have the internet uh, which is a fun thing to talk about with my cast because they're all in their 20s so I think we have like one or two casts that were alive when the movie came out and are they playing teachers and dads <laughs> well are- I mean <laughs> you need to have them uh but I put together this like document of '80s references for them, oh. just to be like, you know, of course, here like watch these TV shows and like these are the top movies of the '80s, and just like going back there was yeah. like such a oh, wow. such a trip mm-hmm. just to see like all the things. But yeah, my first exposure to it was was the film. I think yeah. I was I was too young to really appreciate it, but then when it came out as a as a musical, I was right. like, oh yeah, that show. And they're like, it's the original Mean Girls, which it. It's the original, a lot I mean, of it things. is, it is. Because the first time I saw Mean Girls, I was like, huh, this is a lot like Heather's. I feel like I've seen this before. But without the murder. But, but yeah, 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 there is spoiler alert. There's, um... <laughs> I mean, the movie came out in, like, 80... 89, yeah. So, 
I think the spoiler embargo is. I guess so. Eh? Well, I mean, I mean, you you tell us. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I mean <laughs> the I think that the musical is a little more on its message than the movie is. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is is they rewrote it in two thousand eleven. I mm-hmm. want to say, mm-hmm. and if you look at the events leading up, it's almost. It's, yeah, like, it's really, it's almost, it gives us a different perspective after seeing all of the stuff that's happened, especially in the States. We've been a bit more fortunate up here. Mind you, we're not perfect by any means, but it's it's interesting, like, especially to be doing it right now. Like, it just feels very, I don't know Mm. what the word is, but it, it feels like it's just, this is the time that we need to tell this story, especially mm-hmm. when, like, you know, uh, funding for mental health is in question. Sure. We have, like, <clears throat> what just happened in the city not too long yes, ago. And, yeah. and and the government talking about, like, firearms and, and, and funding and all of this stuff. Yeah. Like, we're... It's a time we need to talk about it, and it's a great way to talk about it, you know, with singing and dancing, but making it making it palatable. Because mm. I read this thing, like, we don't we don't joke about and laugh about things that are like in the face of things that are pleasant and fun. We no. laugh in the face of things that are difficult and, yeah, and hard absolutely. to deal with. And that's, I think what Heather's is. It's yeah. a really good mix of amazing musical numbers and choreography and, 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 you know, a tribute to the film, but it's also got this message yeah. of, of how important it is to, to treat each other with, with kindness and empathy and compassion and yeah. not to be divided and against each other because mm. we can't make any change if we're fighting one another. Yeah. And so it's this beautiful like view through the eyes of a 17-year-old who I like to think is kind of a... I feel like Veronica Sawyer is like a cross between like Dorothy Gale from The Wizard of Oz and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. she's got these ideals that are like... She goes through every emotion ever yeah. and is like, well this is right and this should happen oh but it, this isn't happening and it's like happy sad happy sad but also she's like totally badass yeah so it's a it's a good mix of of that and i and i love a story with a strong female oh, heroine sure. you know and Absolutely. i think we need that in the world now too like with all the just yeah it feels like a really good time to yeah. do it but yeah to answer your question movie <laughs> in 89 is when i started to uh like it well it's probably like 94, 95, okay. when I could really appreciate it, yeah. just before yeah. Clueless, which completely distracted me from Heather's. Well, it would. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the when I first, I missed seeing Heather's off-Broadway, like, by a month. Oh, Because I was going to, to New York, and it had it was just closing, yeah. it was just before I went. Um, but I was uh, completely obsessed with the music from the show it's it is a beautiful score it is kick-ass mm-hmm. it's kick-ass it's a hard sing too like yeah. there's a couple of the hardest like characters <clears throat> like female characters in like mm-hmm. contemporary musical theater it's said that in that show but it's just it's a tough sing yeah so like when we were casting too we were like what's your choral experience what's your <laughs> how are you with harmonies because it's like to a thousand part harmony at the yeah. easiest of times mm-hmm. and our cast is like they're crushing it they sound Fantastic, but nice. it's a, it's a, a deceptively difficult score because yeah. it just it just sounds and works so well. But when you break it all down, like it's nutty. There's a lot going on. There's a in lot in those going choral on. numbers. Yeah, there really is. And like Kevin Murphy, like who did Reefer, because I I love that I'm, I'm so familiar with his work from 
before. So yeah. I kind of am like, oh, that's a oh, that's a very Kevin thing. Oh, this is this yes. reminds me of this, or mm-hmm. this is like an iconic moment that kind of mirrors this other song. Um, but they're very clever in the way that it's written, in that everything's intentional. Yeah, and so we listen to the music and compare it to the action, compare it to the narrative at the time, and it just like. It's just brilliantly done, and it, mm-hmm. it's also succinct. And I mean, I guess that's that's most musicals. Like, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be that way. It should be that way. It should, yeah. yeah. And it's just like the themes that recur in it coming back and forth and like looking at it, not as a performer doing one track, but looking at it as almost like a puppet master and how do I make all of these things work together? Like, it's yeah. it's very, very clever. Mm. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. There are some yeah. beautiful songs with beautiful lyrics that yeah. I just like... I just, like I'm Portuguese. I get emotional about a lot of things, but like I just listen to it at the gym, reading my script, and I'm just like a mess, mm-hmm. like crying on the the treadmill. <laughs> okay, on the elliptical. Anyone who knows me knows that I don't mm. use the treadmill, but uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's very moving. Yeah, they've done a really good job. It's very very moving. It's clever in that in that I mean, the first act has some of the most. I don't know, Candy Store is a rockin' song. Like oh. that is like a kick ass song. And our girls are amazing. Like it's mm. Yeah. We yeah. It's nice. it's nutty. Nice. But the kind of like for me, like I love rock musicals and I grew up watching Andrew Lloyd Webber. Mm. Like that's I'm from a small town and grew up going to Ottawa to the like National Arts Center to see all the tours that came through. Right. But my first big one was coming to see Phantom mm-hmm. in Toronto at the Pantages. Right. So I grew up with that, like, larger-than-life, like, fantastical, mega-musical era, right? And to me, Heathers has so many of those aspects as well. And, like, I love rock musicals. Like, Rent is one of my favorite musicals. Mm -hmm. I'll say it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, There's no reason not to. Also, no judgment here. here. (laughs) Um, I'm proud to do it. Like it. Um, But it has... Oh, I've lost my train of thought thinking of Rent. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so for me, what I want to do with it too is to make all the musical numbers are larger than life, mm-hmm. especially in the open, like the first act. It's almost like Into the Woods that way, yes, where yeah. the first act and the second mm-hmm. act are, are quite different in tone. Yeah. But like Candy Store, Decker Walking, like we want to make them like, it's like rock concerts with yeah. scenes in between. Mm-hmm. So like Candy Store is very like Madonna mm-hmm. almost. So we've got this like fierce you know, thing, and it, and it was very inspired by, like, the ballroom battles in New York City in the 80s, mm-hmm. like, because that was a huge parallel we drew between, like, the Heathers and their, like, facade to be popular and what yeah. the principle of, like, the battles were back then of, like, uh, prestige and, 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 and aesthetic mm-hmm. and, you know, character and yeah. one-upping each other and, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's an epic, it's, Act One is epic for sure. Yeah. I mean, they both, they both are, uh, it's a lot, but that's kind of, our set is incredible and like our lighting designer is also incredible. I worked, I've worked with both of them and nice. I'm, you know, we've got this amazing setup that's really, I think, going to reflect that like 80s pop rock, nice. you know, nice. concert feel, Yeah, which is going to be great. Like when they did Hedwig last year mm-hmm. I which was one of my another one of my favorite shows I find it very it's almost kind of similar to that in that we hear Hedwig's story and we mm-hmm. go through her narrative it's the same with Veronica it's yeah. like this is what happened here and then I went through this and then this and then this and like how do we get to who she started 
to who she how it how it how she yeah. ends up right in the journey yeah. that she takes and it's similar and I wanted to have that like rock concert feel because yeah. I'm a big like I'm a big rock girl like I love yeah. you know it's one of the things I appreciate about the musical because the movie sort of drops you in she's mm-hmm. already a Heather yeah and the musical gives you like how Back did she story. become a Heather mm-hmm. which is like I was like this is actually that's how you start this musical yeah yeah because it's like it, it, it you would think being popular would be easier than being not popular, but right. then you get a look from the inside, like the belly yeah. of the beast almost. And yeah. it's like, is is it worth it? Is the price of popularity worth it? Yeah. Which is mm. something, you know, and and I think these musical numbers are so massive the way they've written them because when you're a teenager, it's always the end of the world. Yeah. Everything that happens is the end of the world. And I see it with my music students a lot mm. that they get, especially when I used to teach in schools, just the things that kids get upset about. And it's like, I know it's not a big deal, but to them it's everything of because their scope yeah. is so narrow. Yeah. So it's interesting because it's a commonality that the entire company has. We all were in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's funny because our Veronica was homeschooled. Oh. So she never went to high school. So oh. we've been chatting about like the dichotomy of like cliques and politics in high school and this and that. And it's been really interesting for wow. yeah okay. isn't that yeah, yeah. Interesting. yeah she is she's amazing her yeah. name is emma singali and she's a star like everybody in the company is a star though which mm-hmm. is the thing but it's it's important to have you know characters that you care about and, and in reading kevin's notes about the show like it's important we want to give a reason to care about these people mm-hmm. even if they are mean or violent or yeah. cruel or dumb yeah. seemingly like yeah nobody's that way just to be that way yeah. so like why why are we why yeah. why is it mm. and through caring about them we connect with them and we want you know it just it, it's a bigger investment for people mm. which i guess is the point mm. um <laughs> but um yeah i think the, the musical numbers are big because that's that's what it's like being a teenager everything yeah. is like Oh yeah, huge, oh, yeah. and the and the changes, the emotional changes are so quick because it's like one minute. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Oh my god, it's the end of the world. Oh my god, I don't know how I can live another day. Oh my god, I love you so much. Oh, I hate you. Oh, yeah. you know, I want to yeah, be yeah, your yeah. friend. Oh no, don't look at me again. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot. So, yeah. and I tell the cast too. I'm like, this the show is a lot. So you need to like. It's very important that everybody is very kind to themselves. Yes. I was like, we need to make an agreement to to take care of each other while we go down. It's kind of like this dark rabbit hole of, of, of content because yeah. it's, it's a lot. Um, and they've been, they've been doing such a great job so nice. far, but yeah, we've all been there yeah. for the most part. So going back there has been, it's been a trip. Mm. I've forgotten a lot of things about <laughs> high school until we started this show. And I was you like, know, Oh God, I remember that guy. I think we're supposed to forget things about high school. I think uh, it's best that way. You know, my head doesn't miss the space it used no. to take up. No. I'm sure there's something more rational in there somewhere, yeah, but it's, it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. And it hits all the like archetypes of the high school hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about like, where did you fit in? Where mm. would you have been? And how would you have yeah. felt about this person or that person? Hmm. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think, I think it's, I mean, I guess it's good to go back and reconnect to where you came from or not. I like, mean, I, I don't know. I guess it kind of depends on, on how your high school experience was mm. and how you feel about it. Yeah. Well, that's how we started today. I was like, did anybody actually like high school? And some mm. people were like, yeah. And I'm oh, like, did okay. anyone not? And they were like, yeah. Mm. And some people didn't have an opinion. And I was like, okay. that's fine. I was like, when you're, you know, you don't have to. Yeah. I'm trying to be very, um, very gentle with how we talk about things. Sure. Just because 
it's we deal with a lot of issues yeah. in the show. So it's like the more comfortably and at the at everyone's own pace that we can deal with it, I think yeah. the more authentically we can tell the story yeah. just by being really gentle and not freaking anybody out or, or expecting anybody to react or say or do anything. Yeah. It's like we'll kind of roll at the pace that mm-hmm. that is comfortable for us as a company making that agreement. And I learned this from James Wallace who directed Titus last year mm. and he did a talk and that is a very dark show as mm-hmm. well. And not to say like if anyone doesn't know Heather's, it's not like a terrible, dark, depressing show. There's a lot of comedy and lightness and music and song and dance in it too. Yeah. But there are moments. Um, but he was like, you know, as a company, we tap into rehearsal we do the thing and then as a company we tap out of rehearsal and we go on with our lives mm-hmm. so I was like I think that's very important for us to adopt yeah. as well you know we have a great like fight choreographer and intimacy coach who's going to help with with a lot of the stuff which was very important to me mm-hmm. as well um, but yeah. yeah yeah No, it's, I, just, it's a lot it is <laughs> a lot so it is a lot and when things get dark I think and a lot of times we a lot of productions don't think about when people leave rehearsal and taking care of themselves mm-hmm. and um, people can carry shit around if you don't let it go. Well, that's the thing. And and I have my own experiences with, mm-hmm. like, mental health and this, that, and the yeah. other. And when you're singing, like, the lyrics in our rehearsal today, we had a full day of, of rehearsal, and a lot of it was very aggressive. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, make sure you go home and do something nice. Whatever yeah. that means to you, try your best to leave this here because this is a play at the end of the yeah. day. Try and... Whatever that means to you. Because mm-hmm. taking care of your voice is very important for this show. Taking care of yourself physically is very important. I was like, but emotionally, mentally, it's also important to balance. And, and we try to keep the room light. Yeah. And we do. And my music director, Justin McLean, and I are very good foils to each other. I think we make a good team that way. And yeah. everybody on the team is just very... T- keeping it light. Keeping it bright. And giving people the space to, to explore those darker like lyrics and Mm. and scenes without it just being like oh my god this feels like a shakespearean tragedy yeah which you know it i guess in moments it is but i i definitely want people to not take it home with them because it is it's a it's a lot at times it is but ultimately this show is a lot of fun right it's It's a it's a mega musical it's a you know it is a dark comedy but it is a comedy and i coming from the musical theater background i've come Mm -hmm. from like depending on what the audience is. We've got some little, like, Easter eggs that are from different Mm -hmm. musicals. So we've got something for the musical theater crowd, and then we've got, like, a bunch of stuff for people that are coming because of the movie. So I feel like there's a little Mm something-something for everybody um, because I I am a child of the 80s. I love the 80s, Mm -hmm. and I love musical theater. And at the end of the day, it's a musical. And there are things in it that gets... It's fantasy. There Mm -hmm. are these numbers that are just blown out of proportion because that's what the high school mind is. It's yes. like, oh my God, he held my hand. Oh! And it, yeah. it, it's it's the emotional, it takes up the emotional space of, say, a song and dance number. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun to keep the humor and the lightness and the fact that it's a musical comedy. Yes. Yeah. It is, it does deal with things, but that dark subject matter is, is just a catalyst for the message. Mm-hmm. Like through these tragedies, are we learning the importance of togetherness and yeah. compassion and kindness and mm-hmm. and it you know so those those dark 
things are, are aspects of it. But at the end of the day, yes, it's a, it's a musical comedy with yeah. a beautiful message. That's very important mm. for us to tell the world. And I, and I told the cast that too. I'm like, you know, this song sounds silly and it is silly, you know, this song or that song, but the message is very important. So yeah. keep the message mm-hmm. authentic yeah. and then we'll, we'll dress it up. You know, the, yeah. the notes and the, choreography are, are like accessories mm-hmm. to the message mm-hmm. and it, it seems to be they're striking a really beautiful balance it's very exciting to see it already come together and the different journeys that they're all on mm-hmm. and even just in the opening number itself mm-hmm. i love it because you see <clears throat> you see the armor of of high school students and then you see the truth behind it mm-hmm. like right away yeah. which really sets up us up for for the journey of yeah. of every character in the show hmm. it's a beautifully written show yeah. like it's really yeah. well done yeah. yeah it's a privilege it really is a privilege to to lead a group doing this show good yeah good. what is your theater origin story as a mm. i grew, grew up in a small town and uh went to ottawa to see some shows at the nac and uh, saw phantom at the pantages theater what the first time i saw phantom what was it that drew you to to like made you want to do it oh i think i think careers in the arts kind of choose you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i've always sang i've always danced i've always like put on plays Mm -hmm. at home like fred penner was my first concert when i was two (laughs) that totally dates myself although i've already said that i'm an 80s kid well listen Uh, we're, we're we're 80s kids in this room right now right so we're good yeah um, so yeah, I was raised with music mm-hmm. always, uh, like Sharon Lewis and Bram and, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, like Fred Penner and all that kind of stuff. So I went to see, it was my first concert and I like cried cause I was so overwhelmed <laughs> as I was there and he mm-hmm. was right there. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know how I got onto Phantom, but like I had the cassettes and I had all the memorabilia. I was obsessed. Like, mm. I was obsessed. Yeah. And we came to Toronto when I was six or seven and came to see it here. And I just, mm. just it doesn't get more epic, really, to, to me. Yeah. I guess Les yeah. Mis is pretty epic, too. But I'm, I'm a phantom child. So yes. to me, like, how much bigger do you get starting a show with a giant organ and a chandelier? Like, yeah, yeah, spoiler yeah. alert if you haven't seen Phantom. If you, again, if you haven't seen Phantom by now. Like, I mean, <laughs> how many 80s are we going to ruin yeah. for people? Uh, We're ruining all of the 80s. Stay tuned, guys. Yeah. We're going to ruin all the 80s. All the you. 80s. Um, <laughs> and you're welcome. So, yeah, I just, I was so overwhelmed yeah. by it. So I, I couldn't even tell you why. I just mm. think it, and, and I came, we came here, we spent two <clears> days here, me, my mom, my dad, my grandma. And I was just like, this is what I want to yeah. do. I want to be part of this epic magic that yeah. is pretend, mm. you know? And, and theater was really helpful when, like, my parents split up and my grandparents passed and I switched schools and I was, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I always, regardless of what I gained or lost interest in, music and theater is the one thing that's been consistent and the one thing I can connect from my life now to mm-hmm. my life when I was a kid, which mm-hmm. I think... And like you said, we forget high school, but like, what is the, we all have that through line yeah. and we can always reconnect and that is theater and, and music. And I know that I'm on the right path mm-hmm. because I mean, yes, I've seen Phantom about a thousand times uh, and I will see it a thousand more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I've met and worked with so many people I saw in that production and mm-hmm. my director that I just worked with, David Rogers was in it. Like he was the Phantom. He was Raul when I saw it first so to have met 
and be working with these people. To me, I mean, I'm a geek for that kind do of you, stuff. Do you ever, when you end up working with these people, do you have a moment of like when you're gonna, you're like, I'm gonna fangirl if I'm not careful? Like, do you have? I of yeah. That? So yeah. my first year at Sheridan, June Crowley started as a teacher, like a private teacher, and I was like, Oh my god, I hope I get her. Then they paired me with her. I was like, mm-hmm. What are the chances? I was like, Mom. Christine Dyer is missing out. and the first day we had like a warm up she's like do this la, 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 la. I was like ah. like an idiot like a goddamn idiot um, luckily she thought it was nice which was nice of her but yeah I've, I've met and worked with so many of, of the cast from like the mm. first couple Phantoms and and uh, yeah it's been really special in that I've, I've thought about quitting a number of times I think we all do yeah. Uh, because it's it's hard. Nobody would choose to do this. Like, yes, I'm going to struggle and, and yeah. wonder if I'm going to work a week from now or a month from now or yeah. not be able to ever go out and see my friends because I need to be on vocal rest or mm-hmm. this, that, or the other thing. But I think it chooses us. And I think to you have to want it that badly yeah. to tailor your entire life. Yeah, You know, people are like, oh, you're so lucky to do this. I'm like, well, here's the breakdown. Yes. Let me know. I think you're lucky to have your job that has mm-hmm. regular hours and benefits and a pension and this yeah. and that. You're so like, I don't think people think of it no, on the don't. opposite. Yeah, they don't. I think the people who say that you're so lucky, they <sighs> I think a lot of those people may have been people who were um, when they were in high school. They were thinking, oh, I like doing this theater thing, but there's no future in it. So they went into business or whatever it is they went into. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so in their minds, they're thinking about like. The, fu- like, the fun, the glamour, yeah. all those things that were great about it in high school. And not about the complicated taxes that we all do, the um, yeah. you know, all of the all of the stresses, the the you know, am I making enough? Can I afford my apartment? I have roommates, all the things that we that we that that, that people in theater are struggling with. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I have to remember that because sometimes like my girlfriends and I talk about it because I have one friend, she's a, a singer and uh God, she gets it a lot. She's mm. like, I swear to God, if a more person, and I was like, yeah, I, I get it in it, but I guess yeah, it's important too, in the in the, you know, vein of having compassion for one yeah. another that Heather's is all about. Mm-hmm. Trying to be like, okay, mm, you you mean well. I'm going to assume you mean well, yeah. and just try to. But I, you know, luck. I, I do think luck has something to do with sure. it. Luck, talent, work ethic, timing. Yeah. I think it's like a, you know, fruit salad of things that Absolutely. has to happen but i mean yeah luck is it but yeah yeah i think that i think it chooses us i think we feel compelled to do it i think we have to do it it's an extension of who we are and yeah. how we express ourselves and we were talking earlier about introvert extrovert and yeah. many performers are introverted yes because theater and and music is how we communicate and yeah. when we're not Again, I don't speak for everybody, but I know for me, like when I'm on stage in that capacity or in a character, that is how I express myself Mm. and I have to do it. Otherwise, like, like when I just finished a contract with Drayden and we were backstage and there was this bit where we had this like musical ride and everyone was wearing these like horse pants, like they were all Mounties Mm -hmm. and I hadn't done a voiceover, um, in a couple of weeks. So I gave them all voices. Um, I was like, guys, I haven't had a session in a couple of weeks, so I really need to get this out of my system. Otherwise, I'm going to explode. So I, I gave six horses different voices. But no, just to the adage of we, I think we need to do it. And yeah. it's it's important to do it. Yeah. So I think 
yeah, I think it's something that we need to do. And there are different aspects, and sure. there are different aspects of what I do. And, and I feel like I have struck a really brilliant balance, and I'm very, very grateful for the work that I do and, and mm -hmm. the variety of work that I do. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's something that we're called to do. I think so. I mean, I, those people who like say that you're so lucky, those people, mm -hmm. I, the way that I, I kind of feel sad because they think that they're people who gave up on their dream mm -hmm. very, very young. Well, I'm ruining your table. Don't, it's, <laughs> I just it's a shitty table. Don't even worry uh, about it. Uh, for those listening, it's table. a beautiful table yeah. that I've ruined. Uh, well, then I, it yeah. looks just, like, like an Olympic put table now. Sidebar. So, yeah, I mean, we are called to do it. And I mean, um, I did quit for like five years. I quit doing any theater for about five years. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I burned out on, on some stuff and then was like, well, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And a very astute friend at, at a certain point was like, um, I'm doing as you like it, and I would like you to be Touchstone. It's like she knew what my weakness was going to be, like mm. Touchstone was going to be my weakness. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm, I don't do that anymore. And she was like, just once. Just just do it, because I think you'll have a oh, good time. No. And then I was like, I did it. And I was like, the door's open. And, the old and, just you know, once, the, eh? Yeah, the old just one hit. Just one hit. <laughs> you know, just, one just, hit. One. Yep. just hit. Just one hit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's hard to give up. And the number of people I've talked to, a lot of people who, who, who went into it and quit, they do something. Because yeah. they can't not. They have to... If they've given it up entirely, nobody can give it up entirely. No. Not 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 happily. No. I don't think. No. It's yeah. true. Um, how do you feel about like so I mean you're how many rehearsals have you had for Heather's so far? I've been back for a week. So you've been back for a week. I've been so. back for a week. They've been about a week and a well, I've only missed one really. Okay. So we're about a week and a half in <clears throat> proper rehearsal, yeah. yeah. How does how does being the like, how does it feel to say you're the director? Insane, um, <laughs> nutty, nutty. I think the heart has lost their mind. No, um, I feel grateful. Mm -hmm. I feel like. So here's the thing, like, I feel like, and I've been told that women of a certain age in theater, musical theater, TV, mm -hmm. there's this like black hole <clears throat> where people don't really know what to do with you, mm -hmm. and I was like. How do I avoid that? Because, like, when I was in theater school, they're like, 20% of you will make it. And I, or 70% of you or 80% of you will, will not make it. Yes. I corrected myself from 70 to 80. My whatever, math whatever make it Whatever means. the, yeah. And I was like, screw that. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I did. Because I've always kind of been like, oh, yeah? Watch me. Because um, I'm stubborn. Uh, so... I was like, how do I make that work for me? And also, because I didn't know if I was going to lose my voice or not, but mm. I was like, how do... So I think, for me, it's also something that I wanted to look to for the future yeah. in a way to continue working in a creative field. How does it feel to say it? I don't know. It's a, it, I feel very proud. I feel yeah. very privileged. I feel very grateful. Mm -hmm. Uh feel like they will all worship me no isn't that why isn't that why you go into no i'm kidding sure of course. Uh, i so to be honest at this point uh when i'm speaking to you today it's been mostly music and choreography because right. so much of it is these huge production numbers yeah. and and the, the challenge with this show is it is uh it is a musical number with scenes yeah and fights mm -hmm. and 
choreo and staging. Yeah. So it's it's insane. I think we're all nuts. Um, because we get because of the structure of the theater, we get two evenings and a weekday or a weekend day with this cast, which is why I'm so grateful to have such a brilliant cast because yeah. we really don't have a lot of time to put it together. No. But they've really like committed and bought into, you know, the message and nice. and and what our intention is doing the show. Mm-hmm. To say so, I haven't. I've really just kind of. No, it's been cool because I, I've I've consulted with like my choreographer and we sat down and we're like, well, what do you think of this number? What is your inspiration? What do you have in mind for this? And I'm like, well, I think that this number is inspired by this style of dance mm-hmm. or from this show or I'd like it to reflect this number. And then these are a couple of things I'd really like to happen within it to further the story or support the narrative. So we've worked together that way. Mm-hmm. And then I've kind of been there to like consult as we go. Same with music. I'm like, well, this, you know, this is, we've worked on like intention and, and what we're talking about as we sing these songs. But I'm trying just not to step on anybody's feet right now. Yeah. But this week, like if we did this next week, I could probably maybe have more to tell you, but this, <laughs> this week I start doing scenes. Right. So today I did a lot of work with my assistant director being like, here's what I have in mind for this and this. And how does this look like just getting a second opinion? Because yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if, yeah. if what I think actually makes sense outside mm. of my head. Um, so we've been doing a lot of that, but the work I have done, even just in auditions and callbacks has been, has been really educational like teaching me realizing how much i i actually do know what i'm talking about sometimes um which i maybe discredit myself for more than i should um it it feels right it feels good it feels like this is a good show for me to do i mean god i think it's insane that it's a 20 person like mega musical but i've never been one to to dip my toe in it's all or nothing and, all or nothing you know no, uh, <laughs> no three-person little musical for you to start no maybe i maybe i should have i mean i was the assistant to the director on the show i just did which okay. was really which was really insightful um but yeah i it feels it feels like it's a good situation hmm. yeah hmm. yeah it feels good good i'm very excited i'm very excited i'm very excited about it is there anything that's similar about directing uh to curating you curate the uh the studio 120 or the the the, The the 120 120 diner yeah Yeah. the sunday cabaret series yeah well i've been yeah so i've been and that's another thing that kind of was like can i do this Mm. because i I teach voice privately and i've been mentoring a lot of young artists for their cabaret so Mm -hmm. i was like it's kind of a transferable skill i'd like to think like because i've been with my students that do musical theater i've been helping them with with doing text work and doing staging and this mm-hmm. and that in small bits here and there. And same with like my, my I used to teach groups of, of younger kids and that's directing small cast. There's my three person musical was my recital last mm-hmm. year. So it's kind of a, a thing that I've been doing and yeah, mentoring these artists for their cabarets and answering questions and giving ideas, but allowing just being like, well, consider this or consider this. Mm-hmm. And then they take that and they make it, you know, they translate it into their own language and then yeah. they put it into their own physicality and they and they do it. And it's been awesome. Like, I get the same sense of pride mm. in them, in my cast now, as I did or do with my students or with the artists that I mentor. Some, a lot of which are actually in my cast, which has nice. been awesome. That's great. Yeah, so it's... I would say there are a lot of transferable skills. Okay. and And I think really a thing that is important is to trust the people you've hired and give them credit that they 
have something to offer as well. Mm-hmm. So that's been easy too to just be like, show me how you interpret this, and then we'll go from there. And giving yeah. suggestions and letting them realize it on their own because I feel like it makes for a very authentic performance. Mm. You know, yes, like there's fine tuning here and there, obviously, sure. but but it's been a really exciting process to see to see them real make these realizations and make these choices and ask questions like there's one guy in my cast who asks the best questions Mm. you know and it's uh yeah i think there's a lot of parallels and a lot of like things that are very directorial in teaching and in the artist mentoring and in Mm. you know even hosting and watching watching people and encouraging people yeah because at the end of the day the director's the leader Mm -hmm. and a good leader you know is is on the level with their crew or with their team or whatever leading at the same level and i feel Mm -hmm. like we're all very much on the same page and at the same on the same level because that's i mean would i have a different answer if i had five years of stratford as a director under my belt probably Mm -hmm. but for where i am now yeah 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 it's it's been interesting just realizing oh i've done this before in this capacity Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, How I do long find. Did you host the Monday nights at Statler. Monday nights we did for seven years. Seven years. Yeah, so we're we're on hi- a hiatus, mm-hmm. and then you know we'll be we're gonna relaunch yeah. hopefully in the fall. Nice. Yeah. Um, where did that come from? That was um, so Jenny Burke, who's a brilliant musical theater performer, hosted it. The last incarnation of Statler's, and then the venue closed and reopened, and they Jenny was out of town doing her own thing and has been doing her own thing nonstop since. Mm. She is amazing and uh, such an inspirational powerhouse. And they, uh, you know, I was asked if I would be interested, and I said yes. And then we turned it into a beautiful community, and mm. we have like the Backdoor Awards, which we may still have this summer. Uh, I'm still getting my footing after being gone sure. for so long, but. But yeah, it was a beautiful community that we built. And mm-hmm. and like you said, for people who don't maybe perform as a career, it was a place for them to come and, and be among mm-hmm. like-minded people and yeah. they get to perform and, and have a good time and kind of still have their finger on the scene sort of thing. So that, yeah, it was, it was divine intervention or yeah. just a, you know, it was a nice gift. And I learned a lot from it. And we, I met a lot of people and... We did a lot of really great collaborations. Yeah. yeah, it was a really special. It was a really special thing, and you know, we're gonna see what the future of it is. I don't know at the moment, but you know, it was really the community outpouring yeah. for support of it was was really great. So we'll see where that goes. But it was a really great experience for a lot of people. Yeah. I'm very proud of it. Is there a particular lesson that you can think of that you learned from uh, the Statler's performance, the like the open mic? Hmm. That's a very good question. A lesson I've learned. I've learned that the Toronto performance community is strong mm. and special. Mm. And when you need them, they are there. Mm. Um, whether you realize it in the moment or not, it is a beautiful community of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very proud to be part of it. I'm very proud to have played any role in its support. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I've learned that this, t- this city is full of brilliantly talented and supportive, kind people, mm. I think is the best thing. And, like, and I learned how to, like, shut down hecklers. That was a big one, too. But, uh, 
<laughs> that was a big lesson. Were there a I lot learned. Of you said um, not, not near the end, but near the beginning, I can remember. And actually, this was when I was talking to Glenn Sumi last year when we did our fringe uh, article. <laughs> I brought this up too. Uh, I remember one of my first nights, we were still kind of trying it out. And I was doing a, it was like a test kind of cabaret night that I did just as like a cabaret cabaret. Yeah. And kind of the art is songs and stories that support each other and tell a bigger story. Yeah. So I was telling a story and I sung a song and this <laughs> drunk guy at one of the tables was like, shut up and sing. <laughs> mm. And that is exactly mm. what you just did right now. Mm-hmm. So Phil just closed mm-hmm. his eyes and looked mortified. <laughs> I shut down. I can't, mm. like, the most, I think, on stage rehearsal, like, I can shut down in rehearsal, depending on what we're doing. Yeah. But on stage, I'm generally pretty good. Yeah. But I just, you could see every, like, bit of love and joy just drain yeah. from me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, so so building up my, my thicker skin. Yeah. And being able to deal with it with a sense of humor and not be a dick back to them. Because yeah. it's like, you're clearly miserable. I am not, yeah. so I am not going to punch down. Yeah. Right? Rather, find a way to work with it. Mm. Find a way to work with it. That's not, yeah, that's not punching down. So mm. I learned how to punch up, okay. I would say. And I think, and I've done more hosting since I started doing that show. Mm-hmm. And that's really been helpful just in general to yeah. have that skill of taking something someone says that may be somewhat offensive or off color or something and, yeah. and just changing it up. Mm. Because it was really important to me to make the vibe of that show Supportive yeah. and empowering and safe. So that was, I was like that, and that was a big motivation of it. I was like, mm. I never want to be spoken to like that again, mm-hmm. and I don't want anyone at my show to be spoken to that way. Yeah. So kind of setting the example of be kind, be supportive. Yeah. This is a safe space. You definitely, um, uh, I was listening to, because uh, Chelsea Johnson's podcast mm. did a, an episode where they aired. Uh, they a did. Lot of we things, yeah, we parts, collaborated. Yeah. yeah, on two parts. It was oh, it was a great couple of nights that we did. With and them. hearing because uh, you could hear like you dealing with people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and no, because it was a really positive way to deal with mm-hmm. with people. People talking. People like just generally the way that you dealt with an unruly crowd of people mm-hmm. who were drinking and singing. Yeah. It was really quite quite good. Thank you. Yeah, and I mean, there's always that like kind of double-edged thing of, of pa- regular patrons mm-hmm. at the bar on one side yeah. and then our kind of audience mm-hmm. on the other side. So mediating from the people who don't give a shit to the people who do give a shit. And yes. it's like, how do we... And anytime I've learned, if you can't beat them, ignore them. Yes. So yeah. I was like, anytime they were unruly, and it happened from time to time. Sure. It was never too, too bad. But I mean, it is a bar. At the end of the day, shit's going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, you know, sing to us. We're listening. Ignore yeah. the people that don't care. Mm. Focus on the people who do, which is a good... I think we've learned a lot of transferable life lessons sure. within that little pot of safety, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. you can't please everybody. Mm. Fuck them. Like, yeah. you, you ignore them. They're yeah. not worth your... It's that's energy you won't get back. It will never cycle back to you. Yeah. But if you invest in people who are investing in you and listening to you and taking you in, you are going to get it back. Yeah. Instead of it just being draining. And there are some nights that are slower than others. And it's it's difficult and it's draining. But generally, like, we were able to establish a vibe in that room that was very energy energy mm-hmm. uh, exchange, yeah. right? And so, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that because that was my number one priority. Yeah. I, was t- I tell them, I'm like, the world is hard enough. Yeah. 
let's let's be nice to each other yeah. in here. Whatever happens after that or before that, I can't control. But no. the three hours I get you, mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's be a team and yeah. let's go for it, which is what I tell my cast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I get you for five hours a night. Let's do the thing. Yes. Let's be a team. Let's mm-hmm. make this happen. And then let's celebrate each other. So it's, yes. yeah. But thank you for, for saying that. That's very important to me when we were doing yeah. that show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can we find you online? Online? Well... Uh, I have a website, jenniferwalls.com, uh, that we're going to be updating soon. Um, I'm really bad with that. Uh, but uh, I'm also on the Instagram, mm-hmm. Jenny Walls, T-O-J-E-N-I. Um, and on, I, don't use tw- I don't use Twitter that much anymore. No. I just kind of link it to my Instagram <laughs> now that I know how to use Instagram. <laughs> I, I didn't even have my own account until like a few months ago. Whose account were you using? I, was, I, had, I, had, I had one for the show. Okay. And then I was like, you can have two. Instagram accounts because when we did it the first time you could only have one no that's actually a relatively recent thing and they made it easy to switch between I know well thank you Jenna Warner for showing she would (laughs) co-host my show when I was away and she also works on social media and has been really brilliant in Mm -hmm. helping me figure out how it all works because you know I know the 80s do I know that the the social media is now not as much which is why you know the kids and I make a good team well the kids (laughs) I was actually thinking earlier, like, how difficult is it for the kids to be like, so why didn't she just call on her cell phone? Or, like, all these, you like, know, things that we don't have. We haven't there. had okay. not, none of that. They've, they're a very, like, I think they did their research. And I good, think they all. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, a couple. There are a lot of, like, phone. There are scenes with phones in yeah. the show, which is, like, a lot of fun for us to, like, source different sure. phones. like. Rotary phones and those old cell phones with the like that looked like a giant cinder block. Oh, the block. massive things, yeah. Like Zach yes. Morris, like phone, yeah. So yeah. before flip phones, even. Yes. We did Clueless two years ago, um, Clueless Live. My friend Michael Hughes and I, and we had to get like '90s flip phone, cell phones. So this is even like, so we yeah. tackled the '90s, now the '80s. So maybe the next show I do will be in the '70s. And there'll be no phones at all. No phones at all. <laughs> we didn't have phones in the '70s. We used the mail. Yeah, just the mail. I still like using the mail. Um, and yeah, and we have a we have a hashtag for for our show as well. H H H Heather's, so like Heart House Heather's. Yes. We uh, use the the Chia theme song. Ha 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 Heather's. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd. Uh, T O H H Heather's T O. Excellent. Um, and we have like little things here and there, and bits and bobs and all that kind of stuff. So nice. people can keep track of the show that way. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So there's yeah there's. Oh, it's a lot, but it's it's all very exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, the it does sound like the the whole idea of of the the first directing thing that you do being like this massive twenty person thing sounds like a lot, but it sounds like you're kind of in your element. To be honest with me, I feel pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I feel, and they're a great group. They're good. really like receptive, and they're very warm, mm. and they're very good to me. Good. And and I'm very grateful for all of them. And I, like high school, I've I was all of like we, I think we go through a million personalities in high school. Mm. So everybody, we were all all of those people. Yes. At one yeah. point or another, we were all we all felt like the poor like nerdy geek who gets picked on, and we all had moments where we either felt like the popular girl, wanted to be the popular girl, hated the popular girl. Like mm-hmm. all so many lyrics in this show are like the inner thoughts that we all had. Yes. Yeah. And so. You know, it'll be interesting to, to when the audience comes in to, to see what they identify with. Mm. But, yeah, I'm 
at times I'm like, oh, I'm terrified. What am I doing? But then I get in there and I'm like, I love this. Mm -hmm. I love it. I just love being surrounded by people that are excited to to do the work and with, with a beautiful score and script and, and yeah, like I've been in a bunch of shows Mm. and directed by great directors and led groups of people to do things. And, you know, like my mom says, oh, you've always been putting choreography to music. And my mom doesn't actually sound like that. She's probably listening. Sorry, mom. Uh, she sounds a lot more just like I do. Um, but I think it's, I think we're meant to do and try things. And I think mm. this is something that I'm, I'm somewhere I'm meant to be right now. And I'm working my butt off to do it. Uh, and like talking to people who like directors and producers mm. and, and actors and, you know, I went to Stratford to see shows and, and watch mm-hmm. what their pictures were and watching it from a director's point of view yes, rather yeah. than an actor. It's like, mm. how would I perform that? I'm like, well, why are they standing there and why are they looking this way and what are they yeah. and what is this convention and who goes, you know, it was mm. it was a really exciting experience. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I think this is where I'm meant to be right now, for better or for worse. Uh, but I, I feel very grateful that it's happening and... And I'm gonna do my best to tell the story with a group of people that are that have bought into it and that are trusting me nice. with you know their their work right now and their time and their energy and it's it's great. I love it. I'm so happy about awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. This has been a Homebody Productions production.